Welcome to episode 139 of the Ask Chief Show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll start out by discussing our thoughts on the Peloton ad, and then we will go into a question that we got about being frustrated, just trying to understand where to start, and wanting to lose weight. So we hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What a succinct title. Thank you. Uh, you know, I realized that I, well, once again, I didn't write down anything. And I wanted to keep it more casual. Super casual. I felt like it felt, you know, I didn't want it to feel so rehearsed and so scripted. Yeah. yeah. So we just watched the Peloton ad. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we just rewatched it again. Yeah. We saw it on Thanksgiving. We've seen it a few times. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me know your thoughts. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts. Well, when I, when I saw the ad, I didn't even, I just didn't really think anything of it. Um, yeah. I guess because... I didn't view it as um, a weight loss ad, and I think that that's where the disconnect has been. Um, never in the ad are they saying that she's doing this, she's using the Peloton to lose weight. And I think the biggest uproar about the ad was everybody saying like, oh, well, first of all, it's like misogynistic for her husband to get her an exercise bike because the assumption is he got her that because he thinks that she needs to look different. Right. And from my perspective, I'm like, she well, we maybe she she probably asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> like usually, I don't know if you're in like a husband wife relationship. Like I, I'm not gonna get you something. You're not gonna get me something that like is completely out of the blue. That would yeah. be really weird. Um. Usually you like had a discussion about it. So my understanding when I'm watching it is like she probably wanted some sort of exercise bike. And you know her saying like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm not sure. Like that still that doesn't necessarily mean like I didn't want this or I'm not. I don't want to do this. Like when you're going into any sort of new endeavor with. Fitness, fitness like yeah it's a little bit unknown it's a little bit it can be a little bit scary um so i didn't view it as her husband being like you need to look better here's this exercise bike um and when she's saying that she feels better she never once mentions like oh i lost weight so now i feel better it really was like i did something for myself i pushed myself past where i thought i could do and i feel physically better and like that's it that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> so i yeah i guess the uproar, I understand it because mm-hmm. I think the it really says a lot about just like how people view fitness, that everybody views fitness as something that is a means to an end of losing weight. And hopefully with this conversation can open up more conversation about that that's not all that fitness is. Right, and so yeah. I think the, the reason that people got so attached to arguing with this ad or about this ad was because that's the only way, it's a very closed-minded way of thinking about what fitness is for people is it yeah. can only be about changing your body. Right. Yeah. I think if, if the commercial just ended off with just simply saying, you know, she goes into talking about the transformation. She's like, Oh, I like, I've, tr- I've transformed throughout this year. If all she said was I'm so I'm, I've transformed, I've transformed so much and I'm proud of how consistent I've been. Yeah. I think that really would have taken care of all of this. Right. Yeah. Cause I think, that takes away the transformation from being a weight loss one or anything involving weight loss to yeah. just being just like a mental, spiritual, physical, like, you know, all those different factors. Right. Um, and I think the the fact that she sees the bike and she immediately yells out, it's a Peloton, like, yeah. just goes to show that mo- most likely they had talked about the situation and he had gifted her a thing that she apparently wanted. Yeah. Um, I think... I think she does. She does seem to look a little bit worried throughout the thing. Yeah. And uh, I did actually watch uh, an, an, an interview with her afterwards, and she was like, she was shocked by the kind of like the uproar about it because mm. it had been 
three weeks since the commercials have been launching, and then all of a sudden it caught some steam. Oh, interesting. And when she rewatched it, she was like, you know, my eyebrows do something weird where I do look really worried throughout <laughs> some of the cuts, and I thought that was really funny. But she was just being funny about it. But yeah, um, yeah I think uh, there was a lot of um, overblownness, yeah. I guess, to this because uh, yeah, the, the current climate is a. Uh, is fitness usually has to do with weight loss and that can bring up a lot of emotions and a lot of uh stuff like that so yeah yeah interesting yeah it's it's definitely really interesting and i can see from both i can definitely see from both perspectives Mm -hmm. um and i can i can totally understand why people might have been like "Ooh, this seems a little weird like it's a little weird that it's like the the dynamic of a man giving a woman an exercise a piece of exercise equipment i think that that instantly sparks a lot of like unease right you're just like oh i don't know if that really is the right move like do you really want to like so it just it feels a little bit weird Mm -hmm. and it feels a little like is there an assumption there that or there there could be an assumption that the husband wants his wife to look better you know like and i think that that's the part that made people feel really uncomfortable and uneasy Mm -hmm. um but if you look at it from like it just depends on the story that you're telling yourself about the about the the whole ad like if the story that you're telling yourself is that she wanted to like she has a goal to just be more active in her everyday life and her husband was supporting her in that endeavor feels like a good story and if your story that you're telling yourself is like her husband is forcing this on her and she doesn't (laughs) want to do it but he is like no you need to look a certain way like that feels horrible (laughs) so i i know why you could take it both ways and i could see the reason that you would feel differently about it yeah yeah. i remember so we we had seen it over thanksgiving i was like oh peloton that cool and then moved on and like we didn't think about it yeah. and then like i think a few days later suddenly it was all over our news feeds mm. and i remember looking at some of the articles and it was such like it was so just like very uh mean-spirited yeah. and like very toxic and i was like man should i have like been upset about this and yeah. like i was just reading through the articles and then i finally went back and watched the video again and i was like no this is they're putting a lot of the stuff onto the video yeah, based yeah. upon what they are perceiving and the story that they're telling themselves. Yeah. So um, again, yeah, it, it is, it is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's super interesting. Um, and hopefully over time, the, the goal I would say is that seeing a fitness ad or an ad for a piece of fitness equipment or for working out or anything like that doesn't immediately in our heads mean that the person or the equipment or whatever is directly correlated to the person's appearance yeah i think that we just take that for granted that we talk about that all the time and we're so aware that fitness means so much more than weight loss like it means feeling more empowered feeling strong feeling independent moving better like not being not feeling like your back is you're gonna throw your back out when you're picking things up like there's so many other like quality of life components to fitness that we know Mm -hmm. and we believe in and so we forget that i think that the general public does still equate fitness and working out to the way that you look and a lot of there's a lot of disconnect between um those two things so yeah i I think that the ultimate goal of hearing all the debate here is changing the way people perceive fitness in general yeah yeah totally cool um so we'll, we'll try to do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One podcast at a time. Um, okay, cool. So now that we've gotten our heated um, feelings out of the way <laughs> on the Peloton ad, actually, I don't think we felt that heated about it at all. No. Just, just had a lot to say. Um, we want to talk about this question that we got on Instagram. 
so this person said i found your space from um, another account and she said i have spent many minutes that i do not have reading your content i'm so interested in online coaching the most frustrating part for me personally is where to start i have a lot of fat to lose and i honestly have no idea where to start should i increase my cardio and if so what type should i be lifting weights when the fat layer will just make me look bigger how can how can i calculate my macros when the increased amounts of fat on my body distorts my macros um, so a lot of components, a lot of things to um, uncover here. So uh, the first question, I guess, is she just doesn't really know where to start. And she says she follows that up with, I have a lot of fat to lose and I have no idea where to start. So for for me, this my first question for this person, I guess we could just go about answering this question as this is somebody who walks into the doors of achieve. Mm -hmm. Right. And just yeah. says like, and this is the conversation that we start to have with them. I think it can be really hard to answer a question like this from just a one time they give us this question and we don't get to ask any follow-up questions. Right. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> having these conversations in person reveals a lot more about what's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, and so my first question would be, what makes you feel that you have a lot of fat to lose? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just think that a lot of times people actually get taken aback by that question. And we've heard people, and I know Sarah talks, our coach Sarah talks about this all the time, that she'll have women who say, well, I'm a woman and like, don't all women want to lose weight? Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, no, not, <laughs> not all women want to lose weight, but there's just this perception that it's just like, of course, that's what I'm supposed to want to do. And so if it feels like your response to that, to our follow up of like, well, why do you feel like that's your goal? Why do you feel like that's something you want to do is like, well, I just feel like that I'm supposed to. Society tells me I should. Yeah. All of these things that don't feel um, intrinsic that feel more like external factors or telling you that you should be wanting to have this goal that is then I think our conversation would never get to the rest of the questions right yeah we wouldn't go into macros we wouldn't go into cardio versus strength training like we we have so much more of a conversation to have about mm -hmm. you know where you're why you're feeling this way and why you can feel okay in your skin to begin with and why fitness can be an endeavor that doesn't have everything to do, just kind of like what we were just talking about, doesn't yeah. have everything to do with your appearance. Um, and so I, I would love to have that full conversation with this person before going on to any of the other yeah, totally. components of the question, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's just important to say because I think there's a lot of um, – trainers or just or coaches out there who we want to give the the answers that people want to hear like we want to help people mm -hmm. the ultimate reason that we all got into this industry is like we just want to help people and we've been helped probably at some point over time and we've had these breakthrough moments and these ahas where we feel like oh i i figured it out i got to the place i wanted to be <laughs> and i feel good now and i just want other people to feel that way and sometimes we forget that their story is different than ours and they might have other things going on that aren't exactly what we had going on and for us to just give blanket statement advice to them without really getting to know exactly what's going on with their situation isn't actually helpful even mm -hmm. though we feel like we're being helpful yeah yeah right yeah and i think um well, so we, we have a, a mentorship group with a, a community of personal trainers mm -hmm. uh they call the chief mentors and i think we get a lot of these these questions that are difficult to answer and yeah. it's like how, how do we kind of uh, approach these topics with these personal trainers um, and like we kind of realized that we don't really run into a lot of these conversations because it never gets to that point. Like you just mentioned, it yeah. starts with 
um, some sort of weight loss thing. And then we just dig deeper and deeper and deeper in d different types of conversation to figure out, you know, what the actual, you know, root kind of uh, conversation needs to happen yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and so we never go down to like macros and we never go down to like bulkiness, addressing these like quote unquote common things that other personal trainers address because instead of trying to have the right answers, we're just trying to have deeper and deeper conversation, deeper and deeper dialogue so that they can kind of uncover the answers for themselves, yeah. right? So I think, um, yeah, I think that's kind of like what you're alluding to, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, I need to pay our meter. Okay, yeah. I just got an alarm, mm -hmm. so. Uh, we're going to pause. We're going to pause. Okay. <laughs> okay, and we are back. Not going to get a ticket. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, I just I just felt like that was important to start with. Um, yes. So now let's go into, so let's assume, and mm. I hate assuming, but let's do that for the case of this podcast, um, that what her answer is, is I feel um, like, I, I just feel physically uncomfortable. Like I, I'm not, I don't feel like I can move as well as I want to. Um, there's actual some intrinsic motivation behind wanting to lose some fat. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, maybe she has a family history of, of certain, of heart disease. You know, other things that might be like truly motivating her mm -hmm. to want to make a change to, to her body. Totally, um, yeah. <clears throat> and we're never going to tell anyone that that's like, that you shouldn't do that. Right. If it really truly isn't, doing it for somebody else. I mm -hmm. think if you're doing it for yourself and you feel great about this decision, you, you want to accomplish this, we're not going to tell you, no, you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm going to say, let's go with that. That she's like, no, I want to just feel like I can move better. I want to feel more mobile and uh, improve my health overall. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Great. So now let's get into um, the next parts of the questions. So um, should I increase cardio? If so, what type? Should I be lifting weights when having a fat layer will just make me look bigger? So that's definitely another, that second part of that question is definitely another perceived um, notion that she's heard before, that lifting weights basically makes you bulkier. Mm -hmm. um, and so so two parts, should I, should I increase cardio? Should I lift weights? How would you start with, with that with her? So if she is coming in and kind of like those are kind of like the, the two questions that she asks, I think uh, the first thing that I would probably just go about doing is trying to shift the focus away from kind of like those very minute details mm. and shift it more towards, okay, let's talk about how many times can you realistically actually make it into the mm. gym um, and kind of go from there and just kind of like redirect the conversation to more things that are a lot more controllable and in her kind of like logistical like just considering all of her logistics yeah. and so if she has let's say two days a week to work out um you know then my recommendation is going to change uh uh and going to and it's going to differ um depending on if she has five days a week to work out right. right and so if she has two days a week to work out then i'll say you know based on that uh, our best bang for your buck, most effective exercise is going to be total body strength training for those two days a week. If she has five, six days a week to work out, um, and realistically she has those days to work out, then maybe I'll switch my answer to be like, maybe we can do three to four days of total body or maybe an upper lower strength training split. And then we'll have one day of cardio or maybe hit type of training yeah. and kind of explain the rationale there. Yeah. Um, but kind of like basically getting the conversation started in terms of having her really think that there isn't one right blanket answer, 
but I'm going to change my answer based upon what she's telling me yeah. um, because there is no blanket right answer, right? right? So yeah. I think that's where we would start the conversation. Definitely. That's that's exactly what I would have said too is there, there, once again, we'd ask more questions before answering her questions. Yeah. Um, and I think that it feels like you feel like you want to give the answer that like, okay, well, in an ideal world, mm-hmm. you should work out this many days a week if you want to make the most progress, right? Yeah. And, like, as a trainer, you might feel, like, a responsibility to do that. But you could be doing more harm than good by doing that if you say, in an ideal world, and I'm not saying this as fact, I'm just going to throw something random out there, but if in, you say, in an ideal world, um, you should work out five days a week and you should do three days of strength training and two days of cardio or whatever you say, mm-hmm. and that person sitting across from you is a working parent who has two jobs and cares for their elderly mother, and, and they were just, like, trying to do what they could in one day or two days a week, yeah. and they hear that, it's they're going to instantly feel defeated totally and they're going to be like well now i like it's not even worth trying if i can't get to that gold standard why would i even try Mm -hmm. and so you've now discouraged them to the point where they might do nothing instead and so by following up their question with another question and saying how many days a week realistically could you get into the gym um because my answer will change and what works best for you will change based Mm -hmm. on that answer that puts them in the driver's seat again and just gives them a little bit more understanding that they are in control of this like we're going to give them the best advice that we can based on their specific circumstances but they're in control of of their success here and if they can commit to three days a week great we're going to give you the best plan we can for three days a week Mm -hmm. but otherwise i mean consistency is going to be the most important factor to all of this and having them feel discouraged and having them just completely give up is going to be the worst thing that could happen yeah totally and i think you know when people come in they do have a sense of a lack of control, right? Yeah. They've, they've come in and they feel like they are in a position where they don't know what to do. This person has no idea where to start and yeah. to give just a little bit of some guidance that way, some concrete guidance, it really helps them to be like, oh, this is manageable yeah. and I can make this fit with around my lifestyle. I don't have to change my life drastically to accommodate for something else. Yeah. So I think that helps a lot. So I think just first figuring out how many days logistically you have to actually start. Right. Um, and I and I like the the kind of like the psychology that we like to like approach things with is trying to do things that are controllable and things that we can add, right? Yeah. Rather than immediately going into, well, you can't have this, you can't eat this, you mm. can't do that. We need to burn calories. Just all the conversation around depleting and diminishing and taking away, it is really just so much more difficult from a willpower standpoint mm. to think about things that you need to take away rather than doing things that I can increase, that I can do for myself, that I can build, that I can build myself up, my self-esteem, all those things. It's such a different mind game that um, that ends, uh, ends up laying itself out, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and so after figuring out what your schedule is logistically, then going into adding stuff, right? And so we like to add in, let's say this person can work out three days a week, we probably add in three full total body strength training sessions a week, yeah. right? Um, and from there, really, our sessions would be all revolving around how to be more consistent in the gym, how to have um, positive habits, how to increase strength, um, rather than how many calories did you burn in this session? Yeah. How little did you eat this day? <laughs> like how many carbs can you eat because you worked out? All these things are very stressful. Um, and we'd like to redirect the conversation to way more controllable factors, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. Um, and then within within that, we can talk about, like she mentioned 
so would strength training essentially make me bulky, right? Mm -hmm. And so as we're going through some of these strength training sessions, we can talk about like markers of feeling better um, that have nothing to do with bulkiness or the way that you look. So, I mean, most people when they start to strength train start to realize how much better that they feel. Mm -hmm. Like they can, when they walk up the stairs, their knees don't hurt anymore if they're you know, if they're doing all this stuff properly. Or yeah. when they bend down to pick up their kids, like their back doesn't hurt. And all these things that all of a sudden their quality of life is improving. And when they mention those things, reiterating how important those things are and that yeah. a, a small like layer of body fat doesn't make Either, any of those things better or worse like if you feel physically better walking up a, a flight of stairs you're like things are going in the right direction you're feeling better you're moving better all mm -hmm. these things and so that starts to become more and more important to that individual yeah. um as long as we keep that as the focus and mm -hmm. truly it is the most important thing like it doesn't matter that much I mean, it doesn't matter at all <laughs> what you look like um, yeah. if it's not inhibiting you from feeling good, being healthy, being able to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. Um, and so I think that making sure that as we go through the training sessions and as you're if you're doing this on your own, as you're going through your strength training workouts, really focusing on how they're making you feel, focusing on the things that you can now accomplish and how you feel better and more powerful and stronger and more empowered and all these different things and trying to remind yourself that those are the important things and that along the way your body may be changing um, and that your body's changing in the way that it's supposed to just because of your genetics or because of you know the, the ways that you're being healthier and the way that does that make sense yeah i'm, yeah. I'm starting to lose my yeah i mean bit, yeah but. i think uh i think again this is another another strategy for us at least to try to redirect the focus away from how the person looks to yeah. more about what the person is capable of and kind of like going about it that way right yeah. and i think that kind of shifts the focus away from let's say the scale or the yeah. body fat percentage and stuff like that because yeah. it is a lot less important and yeah. also um a lot less controllable well, like too. you were saying that's yeah. that's the thing you just keep saying the controllable thing and that i think that's the most important thing mm -hmm. is that you could like i could take myself and my mom and a college athlete and the three of us could eat the exact same diet and we could train the exact same way and the three of us would look completely different at the end of two weeks of doing that yeah because of our genetics our age our other factors in our life our stress levels our sleep like there's so many components to why we end up looking the way that we look right yeah. and i think that we get so wrapped up in if i just do this i'll look like that person mm -hmm. or if i just if i train like an athlete i'll look like an athlete if i if i you know do a bunch of cardio i'll look like a marathon runner all these different things where it's like it's just not that simple and it's not that black and white and we forget that those are the things that are not in our control necessarily like mm -hmm. we can control a lot of things like trying to get more sleep like trying to reduce our stress like trying to be more consistent in the gym but the way that our body shows up after we control all those things is out of our control mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like it is our genetics it is a lot of things that we just can't change about ourselves and so i think that embracing embracing yourself where you're at is going to be the ultimate thing that gets you through being able to start to make some of these changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think so, you know, we do get people that are a little bit more resistant to strength training uh, because of the fact that they might get bulky. Mm -hmm. um, and we have these conversations and it's still to a point where, you know, society, social media, magazines, all have kind of like pummeled into them that lifting weights equal bulkiness. Mm -hmm. And so how would you approach someone that's like, 
you know, I get all that, but like, I'm just really, really nervous about getting bulky, <laughs> like at the end of the day. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I still do. I really do still think I would mainly have the conversation that like the, the benefits of strength training just outweigh the potential way that your body's going to look. I don't know. Yeah. Does that, I, I have a really hard time. What I used to, I can tell you what I used to say, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what I used to say before I really had a better understanding of, of just more, um, like body autonomy, um, was, I would just be like, Oh, well the more muscle you build, the faster your metabolism becomes and the, the leaner you will be. Mm-hmm. And it was just like so simple. Like, yeah. no, it's fine. You just build more muscle and, and, and those things are generally true. Mm-hmm. Like the more muscle you build, the more like muscle in your body is more metabolically expensive as you can say. So you do end up your, your body has to adjust for how much muscle you have and burn more calories at rest. Mm -hmm. And so you can then maybe eat the same amount, but be burning more calories throughout the day and start to lose weight. Yeah. Like that's like, you know, scientific, scientifically shown over time. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are anomalies to that system and there are like changes that happen that are not just in that you're not in a you're not in a lab mm-hmm. right and so when you work out more sometimes you're hungrier and sometimes you then eat more and yeah. then sometimes that could contribute to the way that your body is changing or looking different yeah. um when you work out more your body is under more stress and if you don't have good coping me- mechanisms for stress reduction maybe that's going to hold on to body fat or mm-hmm. that's going to make you feel like you're not losing weight so there are just so many components that i guess i just get a little bit cautious of saying that anything's going to directly affect um negatively or positively your appearance <laughs> yeah I mean, at the end of the day, I think what happens is people end up trusting us because we spend so much time really figuring out and really understanding their goals and their motives and stuff like that, right? So I think at the end of the day, they're like, okay, this person has really listened to me and clearly they're professional and they have been doing this for a long time. I'm just going to place my health and fitness and their guidance like in their hands, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so they end up kind of like following our recommendations and they end up... Um, you know, achieving whatever goals that they end up setting up because they've kind of uh, trusted us throughout yeah. the process. Yeah. 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 I mean, the reality is a lot of people that come in to achieve and consistently strength train for a year or two, like their bodies do change and they do look leaner and they do lose weight oftentimes. And like they're, they're all, all these things do happen, but mm-hmm. it's very, I'm just very hesitant to say, if you do this, this will happen because mm-hmm. there are just so many factors like we're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you were saying, like if you kind of trust the process, if you don't, you're not trying to rush any, any sort of results and you are just saying, okay, this is, I'm going to do this because it is what's best for my health and it is what is going to make me feel physically good. Like your body is probably going to change and it is going to morph and is going to look different. Um, but I think if your only expectation or your only um, motivation behind doing all these things is your body changing, that's when we seem to usually get into trouble and people tend to then go do things that are outside of that healthy window, right? Mm-hmm. People will start to crash diet or they'll start to go on cleanses or like, yeah, maybe they are doing, they're still doing their lifting routine, but they're not seeing those instant results. So then they'll go do like the whole 30 or something, you know, like yeah. they throw all these external, like additional things in there. And all of a sudden your body is so stressed out and so overwhelmed and you're emotionally overwhelmed and yeah. all of those things <laughs> contribute. <laughs> yeah. So I think 
I think at the end of the day, like if we're talking to this person, I think it's kind of like just really, yeah, really thinking deep about what the actual reason behind you wanting to change the way you look is and mm -hmm. whether or not it's actually for you mm -hmm. or because you think you should look a certain way. I think just first establishing that. And then where do you start? Where do you start is just figuring out what logistically makes the most sense for you and your schedule. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I think really just redirecting your focus away from all of the minutia, all the things that you see on social media, like if it fits your macros and all these concepts like fasting and like, what do you do? Where do you start? The biggest thing that you can really do for yourself is to just reframe the conversation away from all things that change the way you look and more just to things that are very controllable for you. And so we think that strength training uh, a few days a week and eating nutrient-dense foods consistently week in and week out and not adding a ton of other stressors in your life like the ones that Lauren just mentioned like suddenly going on Whole30 or suddenly uh, fasting or suddenly doing some rapid weight loss pills and yeah. doing all that sort of stuff and more just kind of taking a step back and be like I'm doing this for me I'm doing this for my health and fitness I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to be proud a couple of years from now and more than likely the changes that you want to have happen will happen um, just as a byproduct of that without focusing on those things, yeah. right? So I think that's where we would kind of take the conversation. Boom. <laughs> um, that was perfect. You said it in a lot fewer words than I was able to uh, put all that and together. And again, like, so this I really is, appreciate it. every time we go over weight loss stuff, we go back and forth with different sort of like tangents and different sorts of conversations because yeah. we don't want to give a blanket recommendation, right? Yeah. And so we're kind of constantly trying to figure out what this person really means. And then we also want to make sure that anyone else who's listening doesn't take our information the wrong way. So we're always mm -hmm. trying to figure out any sort of uh, potentially damaging information that we yeah. might be given across. So we're always making sure that we're trying to cover all of our bases with this, which is why we're reluctant to cover weight loss um, uh, frequently on this show. Yeah. We, we would much rather go into things that are more controllable, like we've been talking about, like strength training and mobility exercises <laughs> and strength training exercises that come with a lot less emotional um uh, baggage. baggage behind it yeah <laughs> yeah so. yeah um and i think as somebody um myself who has struggled with body image and body dysmorphia and things that like this i i just don't ever take this kind of stuff lightly because mm -hmm. i struggled with it for so long so yeah. i think for me it's just more of a um understanding of what the person on the other side might be sorry i'm getting a little choked <laughs> up <laughs> but what the person on the other side might be feeling or when i'm saying something what they might be assuming um about me or about what i'm thinking about them because i've mm -hmm. just been in that position right where yeah. somebody might be telling me like oh i went on this diet and it was it like really worked and i lost all this weight and and for me to be like well why are you telling me that should i be do you think i need to lose weight do i need yeah. to go on that diet and like just always thinking about how the information could be received perceived yeah yeah, yeah um so that's why i i tend to be to stammer my way through <laughs> these, <laughs> these weight loss ones because i just know how sensitive it is and um how how hurtful it could be if the information comes across wrong yeah definitely yeah oops i didn't mean to get that emotional <laughs> it's, it's been a roller coaster episode oh, my goodness i went from being <laughs> so confident in my intro to <laughs> crying and the outro um you know what? Actually, we don't have a stories that'll make your heart. Oh, sing. great! So we finished with me crying. <laughs> <laughs> stories that'll make you cry. What a feel-good episode we put together. Um, shoot, yeah, I don't have one. You know, on a more more positive note, we uh, we just put out new uh, branding. Yeah, for we Chief did. Fitness, which we're very excited about. Very excited about. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, which it's been a long time coming. We got our first uh, logo design from a site called 99designs.com. And it was <laughs> literally a design for, I think it was $99. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what. And yeah. uh, it, it worked great uh, for our purposes um, back then. But we realized that the logo itself uh, had just had no meaning to us. Yeah. And Reach Your Potential was our tagline at the time. And like, that has no meaning to us. Um, like, this feels very Just very corporate. generic and corporate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we decided that it was time while the gym was undergoing renovations to also spruce up the way the brand presented itself online. And yeah. so, uh, we're very excited. Uh, we've been working with, um, Hillary Bouvier, um, Chris mm-hmm. Milney, uh, who's been our, who's our copywriter and, uh, Jody Architect. Jody Architect is the one who, well, so he's the architect who's been doing like, who really sparked all of the changes that we're making in the f- physical facility yeah and then he's the one who introduced us to chris who then introduced us to hillary so yeah. we have a we have a lot to thank yeah for, or a lot of uh thanks to joe <laughs> <laughs> for making all those introductions and for making all of the incredible changes to the space that we're going yeah. through right now so we've so. got a good team there yeah. um but yeah we're just excited for the next evolution of achieve fitness really it's yeah. been seven years and i feel like we're like just starting the process well what's so crazy is seven years ago almost exactly we got our first strip of turf in Mm. um which weighed a thousand pounds and it was jason me and my dad and the three of us had to figure out how to get this turf (laughs) laid out on the floor and moved around and it was literally just the three of us and it weighed a thousand pounds and i think it took us a day like an entire day to figure this out last night we had a truck deliver two pieces of turf that each weighed 850 pounds and i went into the gym the guy was like we I can't do this by myself and I was like well let me see what I can do and I went into a gym full of people of members and coaches and I was like anybody willing to help with move a massive piece of turf (laughs) and eight people jumped up put their coats on in the freezing cold ran out to the truck helped bring this huge piece of two huge pieces of turf we hoisted it up over like a garage bay rolled like dragged it into the gym and I was just sitting there like this what an evolution <laughs> like, <laughs> this went from something that we were just the two of us we were alone we yeah. had no help with besides my dad yeah to just having a community of people and, oh, and, your, mo- and your mom and my mom she didn't help with the turf she yeah. helped with a lot of other things um to now just being able to say like hey first of all number one all of you i trust all of you that you're strong enough to help with this which was cool that they were a mix of members who had been there for a long time and new new people and coaches um and that we all just got to work together to do something that would have taken just the two of us many many days to (laughs) to do so uh yeah it's just been a really cool with making a lot of these changes just realizing how much we have grown and how much has changed since those early days has been pretty cool yeah we're excited for the next seven years Yeah. yeah can't wait there you go. That's, that's our story. That's our, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So thank you so much for listening and thank you for submitting questions. And if you have any questions of your own, you can send us a message on Instagram at Achieve Fitness Boston. And if you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, we'd be very grateful for that. You can leave it wherever you're listening to this podcast. And until next time, sweat out, happiness in. <laughs> <laughs>